From the Advent prophet Isaiah, the ninth chapter, these words of prophecy that we just heard. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. This is our text. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends in our Lord, Someone once gave this definition of a baby. A baby is a small member of the home that makes love stronger and days shorter, nights longer, the bank rolls smaller, the home happier, clothes shabbier, the past forgotten, and the future worth living for. A baby. Like I can, many of you also can attest to the sort of impact that this little bundle of joy can have on those to whom the little one, the little boy, or the little girl is given. And the one who gave us this definition is right, too, isn't he? In this sense, the little bundle of joy can also be a little bundle of noise at times. At other times, it seems at those times of night when the rest of the world is quiet and sound asleep. And as they grow, keeping up with them at work or or in their play can indeed, as he said, make for a shorter day, but as most parents would say, I I wouldn't have it any other way. Last week, we heard from Isaiah, that Advent prophet, concerning a baby, concerning a special birth, a miraculous birth, a future birth of a son to a virgin mother. And we heard last week Isaiah define that baby boy too, not, not quite in the words of the anonymous wordsmith, Not in the words that he gave us and the definition that he gave us of a baby, but rather Isaiah defined this son of the virgin in the way that God had told him to define this one to come with a single name, Emmanuel, God with us. Well, this week, as we continue in this Advent season, in this Advent series to hear from the the Advent prophet, we hear Isaiah give us the birth announcement The birth announcement of this promised one to come, and here it is. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And there it was. Now at first you might think that it's not much of of an announcement, this prophet's announcement. Indeed, it seems rather ordinary and plain. Bare bones. In fact, you've probably seen on the funny video programs or or other programs like it, far more inventive and far more imaginative ways that would make for a far more interesting birth announcement. But think again. Think again to what Isaiah said. Think about the statement again because there are two words, two words that repeat in that birth announcement, that statement that makes this seemingly very ordinary and perhaps plain birth announcement into the heralding of the most extraordinary and noteworthy news. You know what those words are? Unto us. Unto us. For unto us, the prophet says, unto us the child is born, and unto us the son is given. It forces us to stop and think and consider, who are we? Who are we? Stop and consider it. Who are we that the child should be called ours? Who are we that this son should be given unto us? For we think about it certainly, 
when a couple would become adoptive parents or foster parents, certain criteria must be met. Among these, will the child have a good home, be cared for? Will the parents be able to provide for the child, give it attention, give it commitment? And certainly many other factors go into the adoption of children or, or, or being granted foster children. But even with these, they remind us of this simple fact, who are we? That we should have any relationship with this particular child whatsoever. Are we the world that we are? Are we worthy recipients of the child? Hardly. Have we, like a faithful guardian, taken the news of this Emmanuel born unto us and, and coddled it as we should and cradled it as we should with our warmest and our dearest embrace? No. No, not in the least. The tendency is for us all day to day, in fact, to be rather inattentive. Isn't that the truth? Inattentive to and even negligent with this child, this son of ours. Isn't it ironic that that it's in the mad rush of a season like this one, that we might find ourselves or mankind most inattentive, most inattentive and, and most negligent of all concerning this child and this son. But knowing this, and we know well our chronic disregard in this respect, yet knowing this, listen again to the prophet's refrain. Like the peal of a distant bell that announces forthcoming glad tidings, Isaiah's voice ringing with nearly uncontained joy, sounding on behalf of all mankind, humanity, it rings out for unto us a child is born. And unto us this Son is given. And note his words, friends, well. Note his words carefully. Because it wasn't simply, it wasn't enough for him to say it was only born unto us by the Holy Spirit. And compelled to say so, he was driven to say also that, that this one was given unto us. Nathan is the Hebrew word. From which we get our, the, the name Nathan, Nathan, given. Given. For, for God loved the world, as we heard, so that he gave. He did not lend, he did not sell, but he gave. No strings attached, given as a gift. This child that precedes all other gifts and, and is the reason for all of God's other gifts. Given not because God didn't know that we would so often neglect this gift and thanklessly use it at times and even abuse it, but rather given because God knew exactly that we had and he knew that we would. Given this child, this gift, not because he was in need of our attention to him. No, precisely the opposite. Given to us because we so desperately need his attention to us. And isn't that what we have in the gift of this child, this son? Isn't that what we have from God and have received from him God's undivided attention to us? God selflessly immersing himself in our need, in our sinful condition. This child, this child of which Isaiah speaks, he belongs to us, we're told. Because he was born for us. Now that significant fact certainly didn't escape Martin Luther. 
So conscious was Luther of the magnitude of those two little words unto us and their significance for us. So, so conscious was Luther of it that he once preached to his German folk, his German people. In a sermon on the very same text, he said this to them. The first thing to learn of this prophecy of, of Isaiah is that a, a child is born to you and it is your child. We must accentuate, he said, the word us and write it large. That is, when you hear a child has been born to us, make the two letters, U and S, make them as large as heaven and earth. And elsewhere he adds this, we are always to add for us. For whom was he conceived and born? For whom did he suffer and die? For us, he said, for us, for us. Always, Luther said, add us. This is why the fathers, he said, rightly put in the creed and, and in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We should relate this word, he said, to every sentence conceived for us, born for us, suffered for us, raised for us, ascended for us, sitting at the right hand of God for us. His conception, his birth, his suffering and death, his ascension, sitting at the right hand, all for our benefit. And then he concludes this way. He said, they belong to us. And he said, note that well, and this is why Isaiah says to us, a child is born, and to us a son is given. And of course, the son that's given is God's son. None other than God's own dear and only begotten son. No ordinary infant with ordinary infantile limitations. No, make no mistake. God the Father's Son, who shares with Him the limitless bounds of infinite counsel and might, who shares with God the Father in eternal existence, divine majesty, God's own Son, who the prophet would profess rightfully bears those titles that He wears, wonderful counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, my friends, don't be fooled by the size of the package, for you know how good things so often come. The infinity, the might, the eternity, the majesty of the Divine One, Yahweh, the One who was, who is, and who is to come, all wrapped up in those swaddling clothes and lying in the manger for us. That's our boy, we can say. That's our son, we can say. And we can say it with all confidence in the world, for that's what heaven itself said. Remember what the angels, heaven sent, what they said to those shepherds who were watching their flocks in those Judean hills, watching their flocks by night. Remember what the angel said to them? Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people, for unto you. Echoing the words of the Advent prophet, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You see, the angels got it right. He's ours. Make no mistake and let not the fact escape us. He's ours. He belongs to us in a way that no angel, 
in heaven or in hell can claim him. He belongs to us in a way that no other creature in all of creation can claim him. He belongs to us in a way that no other creature can call him brother. He's our Old Testament Joseph. You remember that Old Testament Joseph? He's our Old Testament Joseph who was, by his own kind, remember, meant harm. But God intended that for good. God intended the harm that we meant him on his cross for good. He's our Old Testament Joseph who then ascended to the right hand, not of Egyptian power, but heavenly power. And who, forgiving his own, shared with them in the glory and the wealth that was his. Christ Jesus, our Old Testament Joseph, belongs to us in a way that no other creature can call him my brother. My flesh and my blood. And scripture tells you plainly, he's not ashamed to call you and me his brethren. No other creature can lay claim to the Son of God quite like you and I and quite like all humanity can. For hear the words again, for unto us and to us alone this child has been born. Unto us he's been given. And my friends, that means he and all that he is. That's ours too. His life lived to perfection, that's yours. His death, in which God's wrath crushed and disposed of every last sin upon that cross, every last sin the world over, that's yours too. His resurrection to life and his ascension to the right hand of power above even all of the angels, that's ours. To share into all of these things that no silver, no gold, no influence, no amount of time could ever, ever obtain and possibly acquire friends rightfully, rightfully call them yours. Because through water and the word and the gift of faith within God has called you his. But my friends, if you leave here tonight with nothing else at all, leave with this in mind. Without this God child, none, none of it would be unto us. Some time ago, a personal notice ran in the Dayton News, which read this way. The staff of Leroy's Keepsake Diamond Center wishes to congratulate our office girl on the birth of her baby boy, which weighed in at 18,176 carats. That's a rather clever way to note the priceless worth of that infant boy. But how does one measure the worth of the child who is God? How does one possibly estimate the wealth of God's Son who is freely given to you and to me? How could we ever thank God enough for that extraordinary birth announcement once heralded, but heralded for the years and the ears of all time? The extraordinary birth announcement given by the Advent prophet. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. In the name of the Father and of the Son.
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.